The last thing we're discussing was a question that Rafiya Baravin asked from Rabah. If a person said to his friend, This loaf of bread that I have is asur to you as a korban, and then he gave it him as a gift, is it asur or not? And Rabah answered, It's pashut, that even if he gave it him as a gift, it's asur. Because if it's mutar, then what's the point of him doing a vow? You could just not let him eat your food. A person not take someone else's food. But Hiyabar Abin didn't like that answer because you could always say, maybe when we said Kikari Alecha Zasur, it just it come to exclude a case where he invited him to eat this piece of bread before he vowed. Okay, then he's allowed to eat it even though the person vows. And it's only Asur if he gave it to him as a gift after the vow. And with that, we're going to start Lamed Hamud Aleph, first word on the page where it says Etive. The Gemara is going to ask a question on Rabah who said that if a person vowed that his uh, his uh, loaf of bread is Asur to his friend, then even if he gave it to him as a gift afterwards, it's still Asur. So Etive, Rav Chiyabar Abin asked a question to Rabah. Amar lo ashileni paradcha. A person came to his friend, can I borrow your cow? And the person said, I need the cow, I need to work with it. And Amrlo, and after back and forth, he told him, listen, it's my only cow. And Konam Parashani Kanuilach. He's telling you, my cow should be a vow on you, it's like a korban on you, you can't touch it. Or he said something like, Nechasai Alecho, my assets are a sword to you. So he said, uh, this is like a korban to you, my assets are a sword to you, if I have any other cow except for this. Or let's say the case would be, let me borrow your shovel. And Amalo and the person who owns the shovel said, This shovel should be like a korban to you, if I have another one except for this. Or all my... All my assets should be assured to me if I have another shovel except for this. If he has another cow, another shovel, then the vow is a vow, and therefore, so he can't use it while he's alive. But if the vower died, or he gave it as a gift to the other person, at that point, it's mutar. So here we have it, that if you gave it a gift, if you gave someone something that is asur to him, if you gave it to him as a gift, now it becomes mutar. This goes against Rabah, who says when you gave it as a gift, it's asur. So like my answer is, Amar Vahabere de Rav Ika. No, it's not Shenetana Lobe Matana. It's Shenitena Lobe Aliyadeh Aher. It was given to him uh, through someone else, meaning he, the, the owner of the cow gave it to person B, and person B gave it to the person who's Asur, and at that point it would be Mutar. And Amar Vasheh de Kanami de Katane. Pay attention to what it says in the Brayta, Shenitena Lo, Velo Katane Shenitena Lo. It says Shenitena and not Shenitena. Meaning it was given to him through someone else, not that uh, person A gave it to person B, rather than rather than person A gave it to a third person, and then that third person gave it to the person who was Asur. And the Ran explains in the Braithot, they probably wrote it, uh, Shin, Nun, Taf, Nun, He, but they probably had a Masore to read it, Shinitena, like as if it's with the Yud, even though the correct spelling would be, would be without a Yud. But in the end, the run is posek, that lahalacha, that even if it was given to him as a gift, it's asur, because we hold like Rabah. And ba'amine Rabah mi Rav Nachman. So now Rabah asks Rav Nachman a question. Yesh me'ilah bekonamot olo. Is there a concept of me'ilah bekonamot? Now we learned in the beginning of the Masechet that the word konam is a nickname for korban. So I'm making something kadosh as if it's a korban. So now, 
does it have all the rules of Qurban? Meaning, if I misuse something Kodesh, I, there's Avra called Me'ila. It's called misusing Kodesh. So when I say this bread is is like a Konam, is it like actually a real Qurban? And therefore it's uh, Asur. And if I misuse it, I'm Hayav and all the obligations of Me'ila or not. So look at our Mishnah. We learned it right there. It says, If someone returned the lost object to someone who's asur, if it's a place where uh, they, they take money for it, they, they, you have to supposed to reward the money for dealing with the lost object, then then you give any money that's supposed to be given, you put it in the Hekdesh. That's what you're understanding. That when a person said this thing is a konam, it's like ki hegdesh. It becomes like hegdesh. And my hegdesh yesh mumarila. The same way hegdesh there's marila. Av konamot yesh bain marila. Same thing when you say the word konam. It's also marila. And really, it's ketanae. It's a machloket tanaim. Because we have a bright that says konam kikara zo hegdesh. A person vowed that this uh, loaf of bread is hegdesh. Vachala. And he ate it. Ben hu ben havero maal. Anyone who ate it, they're moel. There's the deen of Me'ila, like a korban, therefore, yesh lapidyon. Therefore, also has the all the deen of Kadesh, and therefore, you can redeem it. If a person said, Kikar zo'alai lehekdesh, if a person said that this loaf of bread to me is like Kadesh, v'achala hu ma'al, and if he ate it, he's mo'al. Havero, if his friend ate it, lo ma'al, he's not mo'al because it was not a strong friend. Therefore, since it's not a sworn everyone, it's there's no redemption of this loaf of bread. That's the very bimeir. Doesn't make a difference what he said, whether it's a sur on him, whether it's a sur on everyone. Lo ma'al. Why Konamot doesn't make it on the level of Ikdesh, and therefore there's no concept of Me'ila. So you see, it's not a new machloket. It's a machloket Rabbi Meir and Hachamim. Uh, according to Rabbi Meir, there is Me'ila and Konamot and Hachamim. There isn't. And very fascinating, over here, the Ran is posek like Rabbi Meir, that there is Me'ila and Konamot. And Amar de Ravacha, Bered de Ravavia de Ravashe, Ravacha tells Ravashe, according to Rabbi Meir, that there is Me'ila and Konamot. If a person said, Kikari Alecha, if a person said, my bread is a sword to you as a konam, and then he gave it to him as a gift. Who did the ma'ila then? According to Rabbi he said there's ma'ila. So who did the ma'ila? Who did the avira who has to give the korbanot and pay whatever he has to pay? Meaning, if the person giving it is mo'il, you could always say, it's not a sword to him. So when he gave it to the other person, he didn't do the avira. Limol mekabel, or about the person accepting it, Yechol de Amar, he could have said, listen, Hetera ba'iti, Yisrael ba'iti, he could have said, listen, I took a present, I thought I was taking something that's mutar, and think it was something asur, I don't want to buy that. It becomes zechiyah betaut, a mistaken acquiring, and it's it's not considered a zechiyah, and therefore he's not wild. So the question is, who did the me'ila? So who, again, he could say, Hetera ba'iti, Yisrael ba'iti, I want something mutar, not something asur. So Amar the Ravashi explained to Ravaha, Mekabel Ma'al, really the person accepting it, uh, he's the one who did the Ma'ila, however it's only L'Khshayotzi, when he uses the bread. So let's say the person getting the bread, if he gives it to someone else, or he eats at that point, he did the Ma'ila, because we have a famous rule, anyone who takes out the money of Ekdesh to Hulin and Besavur Shel Hulin, and he thought it was Hulin, but it's really Ekdesh, the person doing it, Avera, he's the one who did the Ma'ila, even though he didn't know about it. Avera is the same thing over here. A person got a gift, and then he used it, and he thought it was holy the entire time. Still, he's the one who's Mo'el. Next, Mishnah. We're on the top of Lamed Ha'amud Bet. 
ותורם את תרומתו ומעשר אותיו לדעתו. And the person who vowed that he, his friend is not going to have any benefit from him is allowed to give his terumot, his ma'asrot, as long as the other side he gave his consent. Umakriv alav, and if he's a kohen, he can go to the Beit HaMikdash and give his korbanot, kine zavin, kine zavot, the birds that a zav has to bring when they become tahor, kine yoldot, or if the, the woman gave birth, he could give the, the korban, or if she's rich, a sheep, if she's poor, a bird. Hataot v'ashamot, he could give his hatat, his asham. Umlamdo midrash, he could teach him midrashim, sifra, sifri, all the explanations of psukim, halachot, halachal Moshe Messianai things, ve'agadot, and all the drashot that hachamim gave on the Torah. The rule is when someone teaches all these things, he's not allowed to get paid for these things, and it's not considered that, he, that he's having any hana'ah. Therefore, he's allowed to teach him. But he cannot teach him how to read or just humash in a place where they where the teacher gets paid for it. But he could teach the children mikra because since he's not actually teaching him, then it's okay. And there's a famous machloket over here between Tosafot who says that you're not allowed to even teach this person how to read or humash even if he's paying you. But on the other hand, Rabbeinu Abraham Inahar says, if he's paying you, it's mutar. And when it comes to the kids, Tosfot says you could even teach for free even in a place where people do get paid for it. As long as we're talking in a situation where the person who is asur, the person who was vowed upon, as long as he wasn't going to pay. Now, the Gemara has a question. Iba'yalehu. They asked the question in Yeshiva. Haneka hane, the Kwanim are giving our korbanot. didanhavu or are they our messengers or are they Hashem's messengers? And the Gemara asks, What's, what would be the practical difference? So the practical difference would be if someone vowed that a Kohen can't have any benefit from him or he won't benefit from a Kohen. If they're our messengers, well, he's benefiting from that Kohen, and he can't give his korbanot. And if you want to say they're working for Hashem, then shut it, and it's allowed, because I gave it to Hashem, and whoever, whichever Kohen is over there and is giving it, I'm okay with anyone. So therefore, he's working for Hashem, so it'd be mutar. So my, what would be the halakha? So the Gemara says, Tashema. Let's learn from our Mishnah. The Tanan, Makriva alav kine zabin. That the Kohen who was vowed upon, he could give the, the birds of the zabins, avot, and etc. Now, if they're ours, well, how could that be? How could he give the Korban? He's, he's benefiting him and should be asur. But the Gemara says, wait a second. Vil litni makriva alav korbanot. But according to your shita, that you want to prove that they, they work for Hashem, and that's why they're allowed to give this korbanot, it should just say makriv alav korbanot, meaning he can give korbanot in general. Why do they have to specify kinez, zabin, zavot, hataot, vashemot? Why do you have to specify these things? Ela, you have to say that they're really our messengers, they work for us. And the difference is by mehuseka parashani. When someone needs a kapara, like bahatat, asham, zabin, zavot, yodot, things like that, it's totally different. Whenever someone's giving a korban, you need his consent. He needs to understand that we're giving it for a korban, and the kohen who's giving it has to understand it's for this person. Except for someone who is missing his kapara, he needs a kapara, shehare. 
Adam evi korban al banav al benotav aktanim. Because you see that a person could give a korban for his children. Let's say there's avim shneimar zot torat hazav. And we're Doresh from the word Torah, it's Ben Gadol, Ben Katan. Whether it's a, a, a Gadol, whether it's a Katan, you can give the Korban. How can, how's a Katan can I give? He doesn't have any money. So his father gives it for him, even though the Katan has no doubt. So you see, you can give a Korban for someone who doesn't know. And therefore, even though these Kohanim are our Shaluhim, you could still give a Korban Kapara for them. But the Gemara has a problem. Okay, wait a second. According to Rabbi Yohanan, who wanted to learn out of the word Torah, when it says, Zot Torah Hayoledet, what do you learn out of that Torah? Ben Ktana or Ben Gdola, whether the Yoledet is a Ktana or a Gdola, you have to bring her a Korban Yoledet. Well, wait a second. Ktana, Bat Ledahi, how could you say Ktana? Can give birth. Three women are allowed to be with their husbands with something inside of them to make sure that they're not pregnant. It's sakanat nefashot for these three types of women, and therefore uh, she's allowed to use a contraceptive. This way, she doesn't get pregnant. And those three women are ketana menika, a ketana, a woman who is pregnant, and a woman who is nursing. And what's the reason? Ketana vetamut. We're worried about the ketana that she might get pregnant and 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 she might die. And therefore, if ektana, we we take all measures that she doesn't get pregnant, then you have to say that it's not shayach. It doesn't make sense. There's no situation where ektana would give a korban yoledet. So then what do you do with the word Torah over there? So the Gemara explains. You could say, hahi zotorat yoledet, it's ben pikahat ben shota. Whether the yoledet, the lady who gave birth, is competent or not, you, you should bring a korban and the husband will give the korban for her. Sheken adam evi korban alishto shota, because we all know that a person could give a korban for his wife who is not competent, according to Rabbi Yehuda. Detanya, Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Adam, if a person is rich, maybe korban he should bring a korban uh, that whatever a rich person would give for his wife, meaning a sheep or an animal. And the same thing with every korban that she's hayav. This is what the man writes in Oktuba. Any obligations that you have to pay from before the or the wedding should be on me, meaning even korbanot that you're supposed to give, I'll take care of. And Tosfor explains that this is going on whatever money she brought in for the dowry. He uses that to pay her obligations. The Rosh and the Ran, they're goris a little bit differently, and they explain that he's obligating himself to pay back everything she owes, like korbanot, before they get divorced, if they end up getting divorced. Very interesting back and forth here between the Rishonim. But we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.